The following podcast is a Simpronto Media production. She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to today's episode and we have Dr. Bob Harding and our topic today is how to look amazing over 40 using peptides, hormones, and having massive fat loss, which everyone wants. And Dr. Bob Harding is a board certified emergency physician, and he's also an integrative functional medicine doctor, which I love talking to people who are on both sides of the field. And he talks a lot about longevity care. So welcome, Dr. Bob. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your health journey and how you got here. All right. Well, I'm a native Long Islander, and now I'm a Yankee Texan. So I live in Austin, Texas. And I uh, started my journey as an emergency physician. Uh, I did four years of residency in that and then jumped right into emergency medicine practice here in Austin, Texas. And I really was an ambitious young physician. I took on a lot of administrative duties when I was just out of uh, residency. I became a a medical director, was on call 24 hours a day for about 10 years, and then became uh, the head recruiter for my group. So I flew around the country recruiting doctors to Texas and became a, a managing partner in my group. And we grew our group uh, from like 13 hospitals to 35 hospitals, and then we ended up selling it to another group. Uh, but during that time, my health period, I uh, ballooned up to about 220 pounds. I was uh, highly inflamed. I had um, back pain, knee problems, and I just was under a lot of stress, you know, working a lot of shifts and started a young family. I had two young boys and then traveled around the country. So that just... Uh, really took its toll. And my wife, who's an integrative and functional medicine doctor, was graduating from the integrated medicine fellowship at the University of Arizona. I was there and I was like, I should do this. So I did that. And that started my trajectory into learning more about age management, uh, medicine, functional medicine. And then I've kind of gone on to like peptide medicine, which is a a new, a new field that we use uh, in the integrative health um, integrated medicine field to really help with fat loss. So mm-hmm. on that journey, um, I was I was at uh, PaleoFX in, in Austin, Texas, and I was listening to Mark Sisson talk, and he was talk, talked mostly about his uh, career. And at that point, I was like, I got to do something different. So I dropped all my stressful jobs, just went back to working as an ER physician, and then went into the uh, integrative medicine space. And on that journey, I lost the 10, first 10 pounds was like amazing. I went from Remember, 220 pounds down to 210 pounds. I have it all on Facebook. If you look at Bob Harding on Facebook and you see uh, Dr. F- Dr. Fat Bob to Dr. Fit Bob, and I have a, a uh-huh. whole thing I did. So that, uh, that helped with some accountability. But losing that first 10 pounds, I, I get rid of this horrible heartburn. I had heartburn for years, like on Dexalon, Omeprazole. These are really strong proton pump inhibitors, which I don't suggest anybody take for a long period of time. So 10 pounds made an amazing difference. Then the next 10 pounds did, did a great job. And then I was you know, a little bit stuck for a while and then finally went to the doctor. I never really went to the doctor. I was like 40 something and got some blood tests and found I was hypothyroid. Maybe my testosterone was a little bit low. So I started replacing hormones like DHEA, thyroid, and testosterone, and then really started to gain muscle and lose a lot more body fat. So I'm still working on getting that six pack, which is kind of a challenge. Uh, uh, you know, I do a lot of intermittent fasting. I fasted 
probably 21 hours yesterday, 22 hours yesterday on a busy ER shift. Um, but it's, uh, it's still quite a challenge. So that's kind of awesome. what brought me to where I am. And now, now I have a, a concierge medical practice uh, at the Apiron Center in Austin, where we, we kind of take a really whole systems look at uh, a lot of a lot of different aspects of people's lives. We look at their mindset. We look at their sleep. We look at their body composition with something called the DEXA scan, which I suggest everybody get to take a look at their uh, their percentage of their body fat, their bone mineral density, their uh, amount of muscle mass in their body. And we do brainwave tests. We do uh, breathing to see how people are breathing. So it's pretty comprehensive. So that's what I do uh, on my off days from the ER. Awesome. So tell everyone, what are peptides for people who have never heard of that? So peptides are uh, small, smaller protein molecules. So let's say up to, you know, some of them are four amino acids, you know, there's 20 different uh, amino acids and probably your audience probably knows the importance of getting a good variety of amino acids for maintaining muscle mass. But peptides are, are small molecules. They're, they're, they're smaller proteins that are utilized in the body for signaling. So the first one that was discovered was insulin, which is a huge, huge benefit to type one diabetics. Type one diabetics are diabetics that do not make any more insulin. So uh, if you're not making any insulin, you can't get glucose uh, into your cells and you end up dying. You go into diabetic acidosis. It's diabetic acidosis is a life-threatening thing that I deal with. So that, that was the first peptide that was found. And now there's over like 7,000 known peptides uh, that are being researched. And some of these are FDA approved. Some are, have been kind of orphaned because the pharmaceutical companies can't really uh, make a lot of money off of them. So there's physicians in the integrative space who have gotten extra training on how to utilize these peptides to do things like improve cognition, imp improve uh, repair of injuries. So if you injure a muscle or a tendon, those peptides are used for that. If you have the beginning signs of cognitive um, problems, we'll use peptides for that. And uh, one of the biggest things, one of my passions is, is weight loss and fat loss and gaining muscle because that was a really big part of my journey to health. And I feel better today at 44 than I did at 32. So um, there's a lot of different things coming out with the peptides. There's uh, different ones coming out and uh, fat loss is, is a really big part of what people are interested in. So like if you were going to find peptides in supplements, then would they like get that from like eggs and meat and like flaxseed or where, where, where do you get those peptides if you mm -hmm. were going to get them in supplements? So there's, there's, you don't really get them in just regular supplements. So your body will make uh, make these peptides. So let's talk about a peptide called BPC-157 that people might've heard, heard of. So BPC is called body protective compound. And this is a compound that's actually made in your stomach. And the reason your stomach makes is to help protect the stomach lining. So um, it also, we've found that it can help with, uh, with, with any kind of bony injury or, or, ligament injury, or even tendon injuries. And this one is actually one you can get in a supplement form. My brother-in-law uh, was involved in a pretty serious accident and, and has a, a difficulty with healing of, of one of his uh, foot bones. And we actually are utilizing the uh, supplement for that. And he says he's feeling a lot better. So that would along with, you know, 
optimizing vitamin D level, taking vitamin C and collagen, things like that. So you can't really get a lot of these in just supplement forms. Now your body does make certain peptides for a lot of signaling things. Uh, and BPC is a great um, example of that. Hey guys, I don't know about you, but if you are just feeling so tired throughout the day and just feeling restless at night, then I want you to try something called Energy Bits. Each package is has spirulina or chlorella algae. They're plant-based and they have zero sugar, 40 nutrients, five grams of protein. And so you are gonna feel great taking them. So go to energybits.com and then you'll get 20% off if you put the promo code Chantel. That's C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Okay, and so how can you use peptides for fat loss? So what would someone have to do? Would, would it be through supplementation? Would it be through the foods they eat? Yeah, so the best thing to do is work with a physician like me that has training uh, in it. So we had a lot of physicians that are in integrative space are involved with the International Peptide Society, and they actually have a, a listing to find uh, physicians to, to work with. So I recommend that. Um, a lot of times these are made from compounding pharmacies. Um, you know, some of the, the, the ones with the most research, let's talk about tesamorelin. So tesamorelin is a FDA approved peptide used for fat, visceral fat loss in men who have uh, HIV and they're on retro uh, on antiviral medications. So what happens after long-term use of these these antiviral uh, medications for HIV? You you can increase your it's called lipodystrophy. So you can get uh, fat in the in the belly and visceral fat and visceral fat is the more inflammatory fat. So I think one of the goals when you're trying fat loss is like let's decrease that visceral fat. And that's something I like to file to follow in my clients with a DEXA scan. So when you get a DEXA scan, you can take a look at how many pounds of visceral fat are there. And that's a good indicator. So to decrease that visceral fat is, is great. So testosterone is an injection that you have to get a prescription for. And that would be an injection every night. And a lot of times we'll do it uh, six days of the week for six to eight weeks. And people can have profound weight loss with that. And you have to do all the dietary stuff. And when it comes to weight loss, and you know, if, if you if you've been obese for a long long time in your life, like I was, you, you know, you have to change your mindset about a lot of things. You, you know, I just got back from the Dr. Joe Dispenza's week long meditation retreat. So if you put things out there, you put these thoughts of uh, loving yourself and and uh, and seeking abundance, and and you put these thoughts out there, you know, things can change. You have to break the habit of, of kind of being yourself. So testosterone is a great one. Um, and this is a, a growth hormone releasing hormone, um, kind of a, it mimics that hormone. And what happens with growth hormone is as you get older, you start to release less. So we think that your, your pituitary gland actually has a good amount of growth hormone in there. It's just kind of getting it out of the pituitary gland to go through your body is a challenge. And growth hormone is released about nine times per day. And the, the, if you have a normal circadian rhythm, not like an ER doctor's circadian rhythm, and you go to bed, uh, let's say at 10 o'clock, your growth hormone, the highest amount released is thought to be about one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. So we utilize these peptides at night to really augment. We kind of tickle the pituitary gland uh, through receptors, and that's going to augment the release of that growth hormone. And that's going to help with uh, fat loss, uh, generally feeling well, 
It's going to help with your cognition. So there's a lot of, you know, growth and repair. So if people come in, they've injured a muscle or a ligament, a lot of times we'll use something like BP, uh, 50, BPC-157 and uh, something called uh, TB-500 and then even like uh, a growth hormone, releasing hormone type medicine. A lot of times we use CJC-1295 and hippomorlin. So that kind of stack will really help with uh, with these. So sometimes we'll actually do the testosterone in the evening and then again in the morning before a workout and that could even expedite it or we'll we'll also use we'll use testosterone at night and then something called ipomorlin which is a growth hormone releasing peptide that works a little bit differently that actually the testosterone works on the hypothalamus and a little bit on the pituitary gland and the the ipomorlin works more on the pituitary gland to help augment that release of the growth hormone so this it's a little bit different than people just injecting regular growth hormone because there's some dangers with just, you know, constantly injecting yourself with growth hormone, you can get diabetes. And, you know, we're not always sure about the, the cancer risk for that. Hey guys, I have a free smoothie book that has over 20 recipes that are super unique, like broccoli bonanza, great green smoothie, and mojito madness, and so much more. They are really amazing and you're going to love them. And the best part is it's totally free. So go to chantelrayway.com slash free recipe, and you'll get the book and tons of other free recipes, or just look in the show notes and click there. Awesome. So now do you see patients with your functional medicine? Do you see them like through Skype? So if someone lived in say New York, um, they could come see you or they could see you via Skype. Yeah. Well, you know, the the whole thing with the, with the, we have a lot of ability, liability as opposed to a lot of different people as a physician, have a lot more liability as opposed to more of the online health coaches uh, that are not prescribing medicine. So what happened, I have patients from around the country. I have someone coming in from uh, out, out of the country next month. Um, they come in, They work, we, we do a pretty extensive evaluation. So they come in for, um, for two days and then we do everything over uh, Zoom. So I actually meet with them every month. So it's kind of an intense program. And, you know, I really, I'm a results-oriented physician. I'm an ER doctor. I'm used to, like, getting results, right? You order a blood test, you order a CAT scan, boom, it's it's there. Uh, you want some vital signs, you have someone get some vital signs, everything's there. So I, I like to, you know, work with people. And, you know, a lot of this is around mindset. And a lot of it's around uh, uh, food. Food's kind of the hardest thing to to really uh, coach people on and change. So, so what does your your particular eating look like? Like what if, what kind of changes did you make in your diet and how obviously you added the intermittent fasting in. Sometimes, you know, you said you might be going, you know, 20, 22 hours before you're eating, but what what are you doing as far as your food goes? What have you kind of limited? What are you kind of taking out altogether? So, yeah, I, you know, when I was, I just slowly gained weight uh, as I got older. Uh, probably it was like 190 pounds at, at uh, 20, and then it, tried, it slowly went up. So I didn't do a lot of yo-yo diet. I never, I could never lose weight. I tried. I was like, oh, let me try going vegan, and did that for a month. Let me do vegetarian. But then, you know, I was one of my things I used to do was on the way I used to work an hour from Austin on my way up there, I'd stop at Starbucks and get like the mozzarella and pesto sauce, uh, the like cheese sandwiches in the morning and eat that or the egg, egg sandwiches. That was my daily habit. So, um, one of the things that I think helped, um, decrease some inflammation in my body, I, you know, 
I think all disease related to inflammation, so back pain, knee pain. I used to get some styes on my eyes, and I think that was related to some of the gluten I was eating. So I kind of really cut out the gluten as much as possible. I'm like an 80, 20% guy. I still like to sometimes overeat or, you know, I make it more celebratory. But I started to uh, really try to skip, you know, skip breakfast. And I just, um, I, I, when, when I get those hunger feelings, you know, they, they come and then they can go. So some of the things I've been, you know, apple cider vinegar and water, I don't know if that works. I don't know. It seems to work. If you believe something works, it works, right? This is, you know, whenever I'm working with somebody, I'm like, you're going to put this injection, it's going to help you lose weight. So I think that, you know, you have to believe, you have to believe that a medicine's going to help you or surgery's going to help you, a supplement's going to help you, or food's going to help you. So um, really, Cutting back on breakfast was a was a big thing for me, and I can't kind of try to embrace that hunger because when you have that hunger, that increases your ghrelin hormone level, and when your ghrelin hormone level goes up, it can actually increase your growth hormone level. So a lot of these peptides are we, what we call ghrelin mimetics, like ipomorlin or MK six seven seven. These are these are peptides that we use to kind of increase that act like ghrelin on the pituitary gland to release growth hormone. So I kind of embrace that hunger until it maybe gets too much, but I'll try like today. I, I, I got home a little bit late from my shift and I finished eating at 10 PM. So I ate from 2 PM to 10 PM yesterday. And I'm going to, I'm going to try and push it um, in, at least uh, to three o'clock today. And now it's recorded. So I have to, so, you know, I put it out there on social media. So That's I'm done. Right. You might, you, know, I might have, you might, you might end up texting me and say, Hey, you, did you eat yet? <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so let's talk about, you've got so many supplements on your drbobharding.com. And so as far as weight loss goes, what would you say if someone's like, look, I really want to, you know, increase my fat loss. I want to increase my weight loss. What are some of the supplements that are kind of like, you definitely need this on my website? Sure. Well, you know, that you, you can, I have people that come to me, they're on a thousand dollars of supplements per month. I'm like, whoa, my gosh, that's a lot. So I try to and, and you know, my wife's functional medicine doctor, we have a lot of supplements all over the house is stuff for the kids, stuff for me. One of the, you know, some of the things I like to do is a good multivitamin. So I, I have, um, so at my a medical practice, we have, uh, we have a store, it's called the appearance store. And we, we made really good vitamins, which has, um, all like selenium and, and vitamin A and with palmitic acid. So I'll take that. That's a little bit cheaper. And then I do a pure encapsulations men's pack because it's got a lot of good anti-inflammatory stuff in there. So for weight loss, uh, I think curcumin is great. It generally decreases inflammation. Maybe it can upregulate some of the, the fat loss. Um, you know, there's some, there's some literature out that holy basil can maybe upregulate some of your growth hormone receptors in your, in your muscles. So that's a, that's a good one to use. Um, optimizing your vitamin D is also going to be key. You know, I'd like to see it above 50. You know, some people like to see it, you know, maybe closer to 80. So those are uh, 
good basics. Hey guys, I want you to know what I've been doing for my health that is absolutely transforming it. I'm taking massive amounts of vitamin C. Now, it's not just the regular vitamin C. This is 100% natural and it only contains natural sources, whole foods like amla berry, camu camu berry, uh, cherry. So it's literally just ground up fruits and massive amounts and it delivers 750% of your daily recommended vitamin C. So I literally double it and I have just seen so many benefits. So go to ChantelRayWay.com slash vitamin C to get yours today. Well, that's good. That's so good. let's talk about sleep for just a second. And I know that you were talking about just how important it is for its regenerative effects on you. What are some things people can do to really improve their sleep? Sure. So you know, we're, we're, you know, I do a lot of genetic testing in my, in my practice. So one of the things we look at is a chronotype is like, are you a morning person or a night person? I've done, you know, many of these and I've never seen someone as a night person. So getting outside in the morning and getting some of that sunlight is going to help reset your, it's going to help prepare you to go to sleep at night. So going to bed by 10 and getting in and, you know, getting eight or nine hours of sleep is, is really key. Um, as I said, you're, you're going to have the, ink, the most growth hormone released about one o'clock in the morning. So if you get to bed at 10, that's going to be ideal. And when it comes to sleep and restorative sleep, we look at deep sleep and then we look at REM sleep. And the majority of people are going to get most of their deep sleep within the first four hours of sleep. And the best time is like between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And what I like to see in myself and my clients is to get a, uh, uh, an hour and a half of deep sleep which is very challenging, you know, it's, and there's a lot of research showing those people that are getting less deep sleep have increased chance for Alzheimer's and cognitive decline as they get older. And, you know, for some reason, some people can get it, some people can't. And then I like to see an hour and a half of REM sleep at least. Um, so combined three hours of deep and REM sleep would be perfect. Now, Good sleep hygiene, kind of, you know, maybe taking a shower at night. That's going to decrease your body temperature. Make sure the room is cold. When you you you, you listen to some of the sleep gurus, they say 68 degrees uh, in the room is ideal. Um, my wife wouldn't let that happen. You know, some of these cooling blankets or uh, cooling mats that can decrease your body temperature. Uh, using a sleep mask, man, I, I didn't. I just started using this about two years ago. I, I could really benefit from that. Now, if you're a night shift worker or like like an ER doctor, you're a nurse. You know, 40% of the working population in the United States is on some kind of shift schedule that really messes with their circadian rhythm. Mm. You got to keep your room as dark as possible because you have you have receptors on your skin, not just on your eyes, that uh, that's going to affect uh, your the quality of your sleep. So, making sure your room is dark as possible. And then supplement-wise, I think a lot of people get uh, benefit from magnesium glycinate. A lot of times we do like 400 milligrams at night. Um, and magnesium threonate is another one that can help. These are absorbed better into the brain as opposed to magnesium citrate. Um, glycine is another, another good supplement. Glycine is your re relaxation neurotransmitter. Glutamate is your excitatory neurotransmitter. People are very, are very um, susceptible to having anxiety or sleep disruption from too much glutamate. So monosodium glutamate, which is MSG, which you might see in some foods, that can be dangerous. Sometimes greens have that too, uh, have extra glutamate. 
So avoiding certain foods at night. So glycine is good, inositol powder. Um, you know, CBD for some people, it, a lot of the research out there is like 300 milligrams of CBD, which, you know, it's like be the whole container of my CBD, which is a hundred bucks. So I don't know. If you take it and you believe it makes you feel better, hey, go for it. So CBD could be good. Uh, valerian root, that's another uh, supplement you can get. Uh, kava kava is another supplement. Um, so when I do, so obviously I have a aura ring that I love. Yeah. And my, my sleep, I get about seven and a half hours of sleep okay. is kind of the amount that I get almost every night. Like it's, it's between seven hours and 30 minutes and seven hours and 40 minutes. Like exactly. Like I never seem to be able to make it to eight hours and can't make it really till nine every once in a blue moon. But on my thing, the number one thing that it shows, it's funny because I usually get, you know, in the green on REM sleep. I, the two areas that are don't have very good are my restfulness is not good. And then my deep sleep is usually a little bit less than it's supposed to be. So what would be the causes of those two things, like the restfulness and the, the deep sleep? Well, it could be a lot of different things. Sometimes, uh, you know, definitely alcohol can affect. I don't know. drink. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I like to eat my calories. Everyone's always like, why don't you drink? And I'm like, I drink twice a year. And I basically, I just love to eat my calories. I don't like to drink them. Hey, that's, that's awesome. How about caffeine? I don't drink any caffeine. Okay. None. So the thing with caffeine, it's got a, it's got a, a six, six hour half-life. And then, you know, with genetics, you can say, oh, some people are slower metabolism metabolizers or a faster metabolizer so the caffeine can be a problem so if you have if you have 100 milligrams like a coffee has 100 milligrams of caffeine if you have a cup of, at two o'clock it 50 milligrams still going to be in your system at uh, eight o'clock mm -hmm. so caffeine is is big eating too late a lot of a lot of people your stomach empties at different rates depending on what you eat fats versus carbohydrates but the uh, a common thinking is that if you don't eat anything three hours before sleep, you'll be able to get more deeper sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's a thing. And, you know, I, I think when we look at like different kind of brain waves and, and we talk about meditation and most people are, have beta, high beta brain waves. So beta brain waves occur when you're doing a lot of analytical thinking. And like right now I'm in high beta because I, I, you ask me all these tough questions, I got to answer it, right? Uh, you know, if I was alpha, I'd be like more relaxed and beta, I'd be like, like hanging out like this. So, um, you know, if you're, if you have a lot of, uh, analyzing just before you go to sleep and you're not very relaxed with your brainwaves, that could probably affect mm. it too. They're so doing a, a meditation practice before you go to sleep. It's probably going to be beneficial. Actually, meditation is going to be beneficial no matter what you do. I mean, I just got back from Joe Dispenge's um, week long retreat. And I've never felt this relaxed since I was nine years old. <laughs> I was like, I got pulled over, uh, two days ago he was going to the ER. He was going a little bit faster than the 20 mile an hour school limit. And I, I normally I would have had this huge sympathetic response, you know, uh, nothing, zero. Wow. Did he it. give you a ticket? No, I manifest. I said, ah, oh, this cop, he's, you know, he's going to know me or 
you know, he's not going to give me a ticket. <laughs> I, I put it out there in the quantum field and, um, no, he did. Uh, he did not know me and, um, he didn't give me a ticket. So That's I just nice. kind of put that intention out there. So I think having, uh, you know, an intention that you're going to get good sleep, decreasing that mind racing is important. Exercise during the day, getting out in nature, getting out in nature is going to decrease that sympathetic response. Most of us live too much in this sympathetic response. Mm-hmm. Your sympathetic response is your fight or flight. So, you know, it was there when, when, when like, uh, you know, saber tooth tigers were going to chase us, then, you know, we have fight or flight. Now, a lot of us live in this high sympathetic tone, myself included for years. And, um, uh, you know, getting out of that and getting more parasympathetic, more relaxed is going to help. So sauna, I think the sauna is is so good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, some of your listeners might know her. She's got a great podcast and she's a big, has a lot of stuff on the sauna, but getting into sauna for, you know, four to seven times per week is going to be key to your longevity and fat loss. You actually can get a cardiovascular workout by sitting in the sauna and sweating. So this is, you know, I go to the gym a lot. And I'm tired and I don't always work out that hard, but I always hit the sauna for like 15, 20 minutes because I, you know, I'm like, ah, I might as well sit around and sweat and get a good workout. I don't know about you, but all my friends like to enjoy a nice glass of wine after a long, stressful day. But the problem is that all these wines have so many harmful chemicals like pesticides and way too much sugar. If you're going to drink wine, you should drink dry farm wines. Their wines are all natural and additive free, and they are tested for purity, sugar-free, and low alcohol. So you can have the great taste of good wine without all those extra chemicals. And as a special gift, if you sign up with our link at chantelrayway.com slash wine, you can get a bonus bottle of natural wine for just one penny. So have that extra bottle of wine for one penny, go to chantelrayway.com slash wine, or just click the show notes and you'll see the link right there. I think what I'm going to do tonight, because I always get a massage on Thursday night, I'm going to look at my deep sleep mm-hmm. and my restfulness. I'm going to do some meditation, spend some time with God, do the sauna and the massage and see how my numbers turn out in the morning. I think that's the best thing that anyone can do is quantify yourself. So, you know, you know, I put in these, you know, continuous glucose monitors on people. It's not really for me. It's for them. So when they see when they eat that cookie, their blood sugar shot goes up, it's going to reinforce not to do that. And when you follow your own biometric data with the aura ring or, or something else, it really can change your behavior. You're gonna, you want to set goals like, I want to get to that, you know, that mark. I want that readiness score to be over 90, 90, which is hard to get, right? The readiness score over 90 in the aura. It is. I usually am at about 83 is my number. Okay. I get about 83 almost consistently, sometimes 82, but it's pretty much either 82 or 83 every night. Yeah. Um, as far as the continuous glucose blood monitor, we talked about that on another podcast. I got it one time for about a week and put it on me. If you, if you, someone just says, you know, I want to get that continuous blood glucose monitor, they don't have diabetes they just want it. Is that something, have they made it to where it's cheap enough where people can get it now just for fun? I mean, not for fun, but for really just looking at their blood sugar levels and where they're at. Yeah, let's see. So I, I, when the Freestyle Libre first came out, that's the yellow one, I got Mm -hmm. it from Canada. So I got it from a friend from Canada. So I didn't need a prescription for it. Um, That I think you need a doctor's prescription 
And really, insurance is not going to pay for it unless you're probably a type 1 diabetic. I'm not totally sure about that. Right. But, you know, I, there's a Dexcon 6, which is a lot more expensive. Um, I, I ordered one for a client. She said it was $1,000, but I don't know if it's that much. I thought it was 600 Now, the mm-hmm. Freestyle Libre is about $100, and you got to pay a little extra for the sensors. And those sensors, you put it uh, through the skin. I, I did. I, I've done it. And uh, it stays in there for about 10 to 14 days. Um, and it's just really, you can ask your doctor to, uh, just write your script for it. Your insurance probably won't pay for it, but, um, I think it's worth it, especially if yeah. you really, if you really want to dial this in freestyle Libres, the one that's only a hundred dollars. Do you think it's accurate? I think it's good enough. So good enough, yeah. I think, I think, I, I think it's all about change behavior for most people. Now, uh, if you're a type one diabetic and, and we really got to keep a good eye on things and, you know, some of these type one diabetics, they do so much intermittent fasting and low carbohydrate intake. They're only taking like 20, 20 units of insulin per day. Cause they got everything dialed in, you know, they're sleeping, right. It's amazing what you can do to decrease your chances for chronic disease, even with type one diabetes. And, and that really helps, helps them. So these aren't the people that are constantly, you know, eating sugar, you know, have difficulty controlling the insulin, have to take in a lot of sugar and stuff. Now with the Freestyle Libre, Freestyle Libre versus the Dexcom, you said the Dexcom ranges anywhere from 600 to 1,000. The, the Freestyle Libre you can get for 100. How much of a difference is the accuracy, would you say? Well, I, you know, I, I know some, um, some doctors in this space that wore both of them at the same time and then were testing it their finger. And they felt like the Dexcom was a lot, a lot more accurate. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really, so I haven't really seen, um, any data really comparing the two. Now I just read an article that we might be able, you know, on, on a fancy watch like this, we might be able to get some continuous glucose monitoring. For the wow. Watch. So that'd be interesting. So there's technology down the line and in the, the article was talking about, you know, um, should we just be doing this with people with diabetes? Is it okay to do it with people who are, really want to optimize their health? And, you know, some of the doctors in it's like, oh, we don't think it's necessary for people that are healthy. And I was like, why not? Why, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to optimize your health? So those, you know, some of, some of the physicians really stuck in the, this. I'm going to get one. I'm going to, I'm going to get my doctor to write me a prescription for it and definitely get one. I think I might just pull the trigger and buy that Dexcom one. Cause I just think it's fun. I think it's fun to be able to see what, what you ate this and this is where your blood sugar's at. You know what? If you get both of them, put one here, put yeah. one there, and, and then see. you can compare. And then, and then, and then you'll have a, you know, be nice for your listeners and yeah. Uh, I'd be interested too. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. And then I can do like little Instagram posts. Yes. Like, okay, I just ate this. Let's see what this is. Let's see what this one yeah, is. Yeah, no, I'm that'd be helpful. It. That'd be helpful for a lot of people, you know, that that are in this space are really interested in, in optimizing their health. Yeah, I love it. Well, this has been so much fun talking with you. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you. Sure. So, you know, I'm uh, I'm, I'm a 44 year old ER doctor, so I'm, I'm getting there with the with all of uh, my social media and my website, actually, I'm working on a peptide book to give away. Uh, it's it's just a, a PDF that uh, mm-hmm. I got to put some fancy pictures on and stuff like that. Someone working on it for me. So, if, if people are interested in that, they can go to my website at drbobharding.com. Is a good place to find me. Uh, appear on Center 
com is has a, a about you know some of my medical practice too there and then uh, dr bob harding at on facebook is good and uh dr bob harding atx on instagram i have like six posts and then uh and uh linkedin is another place i put a lot i have a lot of articles on peptides on linkedin right now Awesome. Well, it's been amazing having you. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at ChantelRayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at ChantelRayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.